0: For five dollars a month, we can give you something better than the Lost Woods. We've got what we call the Hidden feed. That gets you our all-access pass to everything we do behind the scenes and otherwise. Head over to Patreon.com/InFendoRadio and pledge your five dollars today. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. InFendo Radio is now on.
1: Hello, everybody. It's time to jam out with some Infendo Radio. I've got the whole crew with me tonight. How are you doing upside down, Steve? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just hanging around. It's a good time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, no. I, I should have... I, no, no. I, <laughs> yep, we're starting the show yep. over. Nope, um, hello, nope. everybody. Welcome to Infendo Radio. Uh, actually, how are you doing tonight, Justin? You're looking
2: like you've got a cool Nintendo shirt on tonight. I, I am. I'm wearing my... Uh my nintendo new york store um i apologize i cannot remember which one of our patrons picked it up for me but you know who you are and you are appreciated
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh god what's he gonna say about me what's he gonna say about me
1: (laughs) well um always appreciated is my final co-host lucas how the hell are you doing tonight
3: I feel like you kind of phoned mine in a little bit. I feel like you went like <laughs> wow. the extra mile that, for you them for, fighting words. Right. You there. went the extra mile for Steve and Justin, and you just kind of phoned mine in. But you know, I'm doing all right. I guess I was doing better <laughs> before this, but you know, we'll see where the night goes. I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. There's always next week, though. We'll see. We'll get a better intro for you then. Um, speaking of better intros, we better thank all of the people who brought this show to you here tonight. So, Steve, why don't you do the thanking for us? So, since I'm
0: kind of upside down tonight, you would get that joke if you're watching us at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Radio. Um, we're going to start from the bottom of the list and move to the top. We'll do it a little bit different. So, we're going to start with our executive producers, EP Not <laughs> The Briannosaurus, and Andrew Searson. And we also want to thank our producers, Minus64, Slacker Monkey, and Phantom. Thanks for continuing to support us, guys. We really appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. Um, we're going to take a little break here, and we're going to be right back on the other side with Change the System.
3: You can't buy much for a dollar a month, but you can buy a shout-out on Infendo Radio. Head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and for a dollar a month, we'll read your name out loud.
1: All right. We're back. Um, it's time for Change the System so we thought we weren't gonna have any news to talk about but um we kind of forgot about the news and it speaks honestly a lot to the news that we forgot it. about it yeah
2: <laughs> well and they always announce it the day after we do a show anyway yeah so.
1: right yeah so uh let's let's talk paper mario guys um nintendo decided to drop a, like out of nowhere right like i don't think there was any warning but like just dropped a almost direct like um video for the Probably. game
3: probably starting to get the little trickles of what was already prepared for E3. For E3. We'll probably yeah. start to see an announcement every now and then as they kind of eke out, you know, these, these trailers. But Yeah, yeah that exactly. It. That's
1: kind of where I'm thinking as well. But, um, hmm. It did not bring joy to my heart, my friends. I,
2: <laughs> I wonder Justin. how much of our trepidation is due to the last few games just being oh meh- that's
3: exactly what it is yeah i'll i'll break like- this i'll break this all the way down right like like Paper Mario started shifting into a different series a few games ago, in my opinion, starting with Sticker Star. Some people might argue starting with Super Paper Mario. And this game looks to be a continuation of that formula. Now it doesn't look bad, it looks good, but it hashtag not my paper Mario. Like it's (laughs) it's very, very different from what the original games were, and that's that's my issue with it. It it like I I I'm happy that it exists. I know there's a fan base out there that's really going to like it. I think Paper Mario has become one of those series that primarily appeals to a younger audience, kind of like the Yoshi franchise, and that's fine, but um, I miss... Paper Mario. I, I see Paper Mario as the pinnacle of RPGs in my opinion. They're incredibly simple and easy to access, but they still appeal to a wide audience. Um, the combat system was really unique and easy to understand. The badge system was great. The partner system was awesome. Like I, I love the original Paper Mario games, but these new ones have really strayed from that formula, and at the risk of sounding like an old fart, I don't like the change that's, that's come from straying from the formula. I'm Sometimes speaking, I'm, I'm with you with that, yeah. Speaking,
2: I, I can... of, uh, speaking of old farts, um, I think a particular old fart is to blame. A lot of the developers of the previous couple of games have come out to say, you know, all the stuff that made the first two slash three games unique was kind of shot down by Miyamoto because, like, do we really need a leveling system? Do we really need these characters who aren't from the Mario universe? Do we really need... And so, like, a lot of what made Paper Mario unique kind of got cut out of it. I'm seeing like, just- a mix of things in this trailer. Like, I'm seeing the start of hey, we're doing some original characters. We're doing some, you know, a kind of a darker storyline like we used to. Um, the battle system looks like a variation of what was in the the at least the first two games. It basically looks like the first two games' battle system, but in a circle. Um, but I've like I'm, I'm just like, are they going to get it right this time though, or is this going to be another half step in one direction or the other, but no full step anywhere correct?
3: Yeah, no, I think the way that they're... Like, the the things they're trying to, to branch out... I've heard the same thing, by the way. I've heard rumors that Miyamoto really pushed... Um to include already existing Mario characters instead of creating, like, their own characters for the stuff, and that's what we got, like, Bowser Jr. and stuff, and Super Star-, mm-hmm. Star, and King Boo as a boss, and that kind of stuff, instead of, like, you know, the, the Goomba King and Tubba Blubba, and, you know, all the characters that, that were that still you- Mario characters. Yeah. They-, they, were- they were from the Mario universe, like, Tubba Blubba was like a grubba or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever those things were called. Say but, that but, again? Like, but they were, um, <laughs> but they were their own characters, like within the universe. They weren't pre-established, like generic bosses and stuff. Um, I don't know if it's if it's just the Miyamoto thing, or if it's just that the new devs don't have quite the same passion as the old devs, or maybe they don't have the like guts to stand up and say no, this is right, kind of thing. Maybe the industry has just changed to the point where a few people are pulling the strings. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but. Um, Yeah, no, it definitely looks to be trying to emulate kind of a Super Paper Mario vibe, where it's like, we're doing something very different, but also, like, a little reminiscent of the old days kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't... I I don't see it going well, personally. When, When you tie... Your franchise to a big stylistic choice, in my opinion, and this is purely my own, you know, thoughts. So feel free to debate me on this. But like Yoshi's Woolly World, for example, or Kirby's Epic Yarn, or this game, the the origami style that they're doing with this game. When you tie your game to that. Style, like, okay, this game is going to be centered around origami and whatnot, you're limiting yourself, and you really create some issues with your game design. The original Paper Marios, yes, the characters were made out of paper, and they kind of played a little bit with the paper mechanic in the sequel, but the paper emphasis was, it was a stylistic choice on top of a fully, you know, complete RPG game. Sure. The original Paper Mario, and to a large degree, uh, Thousand Year Door, would have worked just as well if they had just used sprites, or if they had just used Mario and they never established like the paper thing. Well, the and... paper jokes were so throwaway, and I think in these games, like Sticker Star, and the origami system that they're doing, um, the, the, the team-up one where they did Mario and Luigi meets Paper Mario, it's that such a, it, well... Again, it's such (laughs) a, um, it's such a, like, dependent, they use it as a crutch, in my opinion, and that's what's going to cause this one, in in my opinion, to probably not be that great, because again, it seems to be leaning so heavily on the origami aspects that sure. that's the focus. It's not Paper Mario with origami, it's origami with Paper Mario, and that's where I see it falling.
2: But to be so. fair, Super Paper Mario was kind of like that as well. Like, there was a lot of focus on the dimensionality of of it, but it was still... I mean, I never beat it, but from what I played of it, it was a good game, so... Yeah, and it, it's a lot and, of people's and, favorites.
3: And I'm not arguing that this won't be a good game, simply that... It's nowhere near where the originals were. And I would even argue the same thing about Super Paper Mario. I, I've said it multiple times on the show, I love the story in Super Paper Mario. I think it's a cool game. It's it's a really fun game. But it is by far my least favorite of the three Paper Mario games because it's the least Paper Mario. Yeah, of I would those agree games. with that,
1: right? Like it's got like the story is great and everything, but it's just missing that it's yeah. just missing something, right? But
3: this is but this is kind of a personal thing for me, too, and I know there's areas where we'll disagree. Like, a lot of people really like Galaxy. I wasn't as big of a fan of Galaxy because I felt like Galaxy kind of took over the Mario aspects of the game. You know, whereas in a game like Sunshine or Mario 64, yeah, you had, like, your own unique kind of things to it. It was still very much a 3D Mario game. But I feel like more and more lately Nintendo has been hinging on... Like, let's put the gimmick first and kind of the core DNA second. And I think the games work better when it's the opposite. Like, I think the reason that Sunshine really worked so well for me is because it had the Flood and it had those gimmicky mechanics, but at its core it was still a 3D Mario platformer, you know? So, sure. again, that's kind of my whole take on it.
2: So me, to, to kind of wrap this up... Um, me, like, I'm excited to find out if this new Paper Mario is going to be what I want in Paper Mario. Sure. I am going to, especially since there's no, like, you know, double coins for pre-ordering bonus, I'm going to wait until the reviews are out and then decide if it's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, because Sticker Star, I... You know, and uh, what well, was the Color Splash I heard weren't that great. Um, I never finished Super Paper Mario. I've been kind of lukewarm on the series for a while. I'm just going to wait and see. This might be one that I just, you know, pass on. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And we've we've talked in the past about like you know all of our gaming backlogs at least mine anyways is so big that it's like I just you know I can't even justify buying this game when it comes out you know it's like man I maybe if it's getting like really excellent reviews but like I just see myself like putting five ten hours into it and just putting it down disappointed type of thing you know.
0: Let, yeah, and- let's see what happens this summer with games <laughs> it may be the only
3: thing we have to play guys that's true see and <laughs> i'll i'll kind of close out on on saying that i think it could be a very good game you know i'm i'm not saying that it's going to be bad like it could be great but i know it's not what i'm looking for personally just based on what i've seen from the trailer you know like it's it's not what i want and i'm gonna skip it not because it's necessarily not going to be good but you know just because me personally i don't have an interest in it so sure well
2: it's, and you know if it is good and it sells well then you know a couple years down the line it'll be a player's choice or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays and you can get it for 20 30 bucks bucks. yeah Yeah, exactly
3: yeah i just don't i don't see myself ever falling into the wanting it category you know (laughs) sure it's like like i i even heard color splash was a little bit better than sticker star you know and i remember mike was playing it back in the day and it's like, it just, it never wowed me enough to want to get it, you know? Same with the Mario and Luigi games. After the third one, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really need Dream whatever, Dream Team or whatever it was called. Yeah. Like,
2: See, I had that because it came with my, uh, my Year of Luigi 3DS XL, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: right, so. Well, all right, well, I guess that puts a cap on our Paper Mario for now until, um, you know, gets closer to release anyways. So, yeah, I guess, what have we been playing, um, this right? last
0: week? before that, Eugene, another trailer drops. Oh dropped. man, I yep. know. Yep. Let's talk yep. about Minecraft. Here we go. Minecraft. A game I completely forgot about, Minecraft Dungeons. They dropped a trailer for it yesterday, and it comes out on Tuesday. By this time next week, hopefully, I will have played <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons, if I have time. I'm excited. They confirmed in the trailer there is online and local for up to four-player co-op. So Lucas, you and I will be able to play this together. I'm
3: down for that. Um, and you said it's only twenty bucks. It's so twenty dollars. I is was it thinking it was going to be forty.
0: Facility. You know, the trailer does not say, so I don't know. Probably not then. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah. That feels that that like the center. kind of
3: thing Microsoft would want to advertise. That yeah. also
0: feels like the thing they could, the kind of thing they could patch in, much like they did sure. to Minecraft proper. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah, the biggest reason I wanted to bring this up is because I don't have anything I've been playing this week.
1: <laughs> but Minecraft! <laughs> well, fair. Well, then I guess that means we ought to uh, talk about the games we have been playing. I know some of us have been playing Animal Crossing, some of us not. Um... I'm just going to start because my games are old. Again, I've been literally only playing Breath of the Wild. I spent like all day, um, all weekend actually rather, in the um, Ganon's castle just like collecting Koroks and getting new weapons and just like, you know, practicing pairing the lasers, (laughs) you know, that type of things, And literally doing
3: nothing. But
1: I was having the best time.
3: Every time you talk about the Koroks thing, I get so proud because it's like, now I'm like a year and a half out from having beaten him at the Korok. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, I'm
1: going to beat beat you because not only am I going to get all the Koroks, but I'm going to get all the Koroks in Master Mode and all the Shrines in Master Mode. That's
3: Booyah. impressive, although I also did it in Master
1: Mode. But... Oh... But but, but 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 damn it! No, give but, me a win! No, you, give me you, a can win. Win. you can win! You
3: can win! You can win! You can win! Because at about the oh god, I want to say how many Koroks are there? Nine hundred? Nine hundred. Yep. I think at about seven hundred and fifty, I started using an online guide because I just oh, I've so been fed using fed an
1: online guide from Go. So you well, know. <laughs> then there it goes. <laughs> Eugene, I never. I think, I, think can, I know
0: one thing, Eugene. You can do that, Lucas. Might not have done, Lucas. Correct me if I'm wrong. The DLC. Yeah. Do that um, master mode. I okay. did.
3: I did the second DLC, but I cannot beat that, um, dun- Trial, trial of, of the Sword. Oh, no, God, I can't even oh, beat the yeah, second I, dude, I set beat in that regular, regular mode. Yeah. yeah, Homie, homie, you get to, like, <laughs> level 11 of the second trial, and there's, like, these aquatic Lizalfos, and you don't have any weaponry, and they keep hiding in the water and healing, because they heal in Master Mode. Right? And, yeah, it's just the worst, so... Yeah, you know, no, I've... I couldn't
2: even do that in normal mode, so, yeah. uh... I got so, so get your pikas ready for that. Up, that, that, that. I, <laughs> I'm
1: having a. Really, really good time though. Um, just like honestly, doing nothing. I think because there's there'll be like some nights that I'll have played for like an hour, an hour and a then half. Then you've you know, chosen watching, the
3: right game.
1: <laughs> watching like TV, <laughs> and you know I'm just kind of exploring and just fighting things. But then I look at like you know like my counter. It's like well, I, I I got like a shrine and a Korok. So I guess that's <laughs> progress.
3: <Job well> <laughs> if Breath of the Wild had a character creator, I feel like I would have gotten so much more time out of it. And this is coming from someone who put 400 hours into it. Like, like if you could make a Zora or a Goron or a Deku or a Hylian, I'd be making like so many characters and swimming around and rolling on mountains. Like give me that come on like it's, you can it's play the first the Zelda PC game where f- later
1: but yeah that's about it yeah
3: it's the first Zelda game where I feel like you really didn't need to be playing as Link like that's the only Zelda yeah. game where I would have been okay with a character creator give me that yeah I
1: would you know what that would be cool. Like, just let your link be whatever link is. Like, who says link has to be a white blonde-haired dude?
3: You know? Yeah, maybe link could be a white brown-haired dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to be Touché. white. Though. Let's Progressive. Wrong, <laughs> you know, I want to say
0: why can't he be a brown white-haired dude, but I feel like that's going to be offensive.
1: Um, uh,
0: isn't that kind of like what, what the first about a blue white-haired is? dude? Yeah, I mean, Shh. kinda
3: except for you we're, we're trying into heresy. dangerous ground here. Maybe we want to stop before we go any deeper. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's. Anyways, that's breath of the wild again, just chasing dragons and doing nothing, but still having a great time. Um, other than that, Pokemon Go has been consuming my every fiber of my being. So, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm I've been on level 39 for like the longest time.
3: Um, oh yeah, cuz you have to hit level 40 to like do the the from home stuff or something, right? There's Oh, the the gym challenges, isn't it?
1: No, well, you can do everything without being level 40. The one thing you can do at level 40 is, like, suggest Pokestops or whatever for
3: Niantic to make. Mm. But everything else you can do. I, I need to get to was, level 40
2: because I want the from there maybe I'm wrong maybe there is something
3: I, you know it might not be level 40 it might be like level 36 or something but I heard there was some feature like raid battles from home or something that you couldn't participate in until you were a high enough level and I'm only level like 32 so I was like oh okay <laughs> there I know there is remote raid passing but I
1: uh, if it's like level 32 or something then obviously you know I'm, I'm a little bit past that so yeah. I I do have access to that so I know that's not level 40 but that's one thing that is cool though you know the remote raids me and Heather have a um uh, there's like a gym next to our house sort of like that you can see way off in the distance but just enough that you can click it and
2: use your remote raid pass And yeah I've um, thought about doing that with mine too <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so we, just for the for the kick of it, there was, like, a five-star, and we're like, well, there's no way we're going to be able to beat it, but, like, you know, we're bored. It's Saturday. Let's just try and join in and try and beat it by ourselves. Twelve people joined us, you know? It was crazy, you know? So, like, we joined in, and then all of a sudden, this other person that was in a red, um, whatever the instinct, I think instinct is red. But no, they, instinct the, is you're, yellow.
3: Your valor. Valor, okay. <laughs>
1: Another valor joined us, so we are like, cool, we can maybe beat this because we're all red. And then, like... Like, popcorn. Like, just all kinds of people just started popping in. Boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we kicked the crap out of that
2: That. Rig. Popcorn so is fun. yellow,
0: Eugene. So you have a lot of yellow people joining. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> uh, Steve, we already yeah.
2: talked to you about this language. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pokemon Go is... Honestly, it's fantastic. I think I made a joke last year and the year before that Pokemon Go is my game of the year. But guys, 2020 might be Pokemon Go game of the year for Eugene again, like seriously. Which is <laughs>
3: ironic, given the fact that you can't Pokemon Go anywhere right now. Hey, hello. Yeah,
1: no doubt. That's all I got, though, so who wants to talk about some of the games that they've been playing that aren't, like, nine years old?
3: Well, I'll you know, let I Justin may may Pokemon not... go next.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not be currently playing pretty much the only game I've been playing all week, so I'm just gonna let y'all take, take this and run with it.
1: <laughs> Fair. Well, then, I guess that means, Lucas, what the heck have you been playing? I know that one of them is Warriors-related.
3: Oh, one of them is. Did someone Warriors say Hyrule Warriors? Yeah. Um, but first, let Almost. me let me let me digress for a second and talk a little bit about Animal Crossing, because I'm having a weird like flip on that game, and I'm I wanted to kind of to therapy it out with you guys here. So like, I was really invested when it first came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I really really enjoyed it, but I'm kind of finding that all of the like gamification elements that they added to it, like, you know, the the cell phone game gimmicks where it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, do your stuff every day and earn bells and stuff, or nook miles. That kind of seems to have phased out a lot of, like, the classic Animal Crossing vibes that I got from New Leaf and some of the older games that I dabbled in. Like, I I use this as the example. I'm sure everybody's heard it by now, and I think I even said it pre-show. But, um one of the things I really liked in New Leaf was that the villagers felt like they had personality, you know? Like, you would talk to them, and sometimes they'd be like, hey, you want to come visit my house? Anytime after 6.30 is fine. And then you'd, like, set up a time in, like, the real world to, like, go visit them. So I'd be like, okay, I get out of work at 10, I'll come visit you at, you know, 10.30 or something like that. And then I'd, like, have it on my phone, like, gotta remember to go visit Reese at, you know, whatever (laughs) time. That kind of stuff. Like, it it was really fun and investing. And, um, you know... That's all kind of missing from this game. I haven't had, like, one villager invite me to anything. Hide and seek was something you used to be able to play with them. I've done, like, they two used to, rounds They used to find.
2: ask to come to your house. Yeah, yeah. I've I've mm. never
3: had a villager visit me. Um, I've done two rounds of hide and seek. You know, I know a lot of people are complaining about the missing buildings, like, you know, Club LOL and stuff like that. I think all that stuff is kind of going to be coming, but I don't really like how it's all being kind of drip-fed to us. It feels very Splatoon, but... Whereas, like, a game like Splatoon kind of held you over with its content, I feel like Animal Crossing has kind of plateaued for me at at the two-month mark, which is bizarre. Um, So I'm actually thinking um, about—I'm thinking of going back to New Leaf and giving that a playthrough. Um, There's some stuff that I'm really nervous about. Graphically, it's really bad, and you don't realize that until you stop and you look at how beautiful New Horizons is. Oh my god,
2: I went back to New Leaf when I first got New Horizons to try and get some uh, patterns that I had created and realized yeah. just how low, like, low resolution those patterns were compared to these. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, one of the things I actually liked about the patterns was that they stayed true to the pixelation back then, whereas now they kind of, like, form yeah. into, like, a shape, which is cool in its own way. But, um, but, you know, and I don't, I don't have, like a lot of stuff against you know new Leaf or new horizons it's been a really fun game and i'm sure i'll play it for a while longer but um i'm probably going to kind of be dabbling in both animal crossing games and i'll probably end up settling in one or the other at some point because managing two is just going to be too much work i think but um yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss not being able to choose how my character looks Um, I'm going to be able to, you know, without using a guide and resetting like 80 times to get the exact town I want. That's going to be frustrating, which is why I haven't dived in yet. I almost started, and then I was like, oh, I have to remember which questions to answer and which order to, you know. I'm going to miss not having a big open world to explore. Like, I really like how giant the world is and New Horizons and stuff. But I can always go back to it. You know, I'll always have my beach city. I just think... I think New Leaf was maybe a little bit more of a day-to-day kind of game, so I'm gonna see if my memory is clouded with seven years of nostalgia, or if that's accurate. I guess, and I'll for what it's worth.
1: Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, didn't know that I was with you on this argument until you made it. But yeah, actually, I'm kind of the same way. I've, I've that's part of the reason why I've dropped out a little bit of um, Animal Crossing because I feel like, yeah, part of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: No, I was agreeing with you. Please oh. continue.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say part of the reason why I loved Animal Crossing was that that exact aspect, right? Like they almost gave Totalized. you, yeah, <laughs> they almost gave you a purpose or gave you like tasks type of thing, almost type without like calling them like tasks. Now yeah. the, the tasks are front and center in like your in your app or whatever, you know. So it like. Maybe it, it just feels like work almost. I don't know. It, 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 it's maybe it's just, just like a psychological aspect or something. It
3: feels more mechanical and it feels more like a video game and less like an experience, if that makes sense. Sure. I think sure. that's kind of how I'm, how, I'm, how I'm experiencing this. And I, I feel bad because I feel like it's constantly my job, either on the show or just in life, to point out glaring flaws with games that people love and make them not <sighs> really love the game anymore, you know? I've been doing this with Breath of the Wild for two years. I'm doing it with Animal Crossing. I know a Paper Mario. It's like I, I swear I feel to like God, I've, if you
0: ruin
2: Dungeons for me, I'll kill you. <laughs>
3: I feel like I've I've become I swear like to God, the... Lucas, if
2: you ruin Dungeons for for him, I'll pay you.
3: <laughs> I feel like I've become like the cinema sins or like, you know, the the movie channel. Like I hate everything of this group that like just goes out and tells you why everything you like is hot garbage but like you know obviously you're entitled to like what you like you know that's that's the whole point I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm starting to notice that I think the the world of video games that I want doesn't really line up with like the world of video games that's coming out right now and to a degree that actually kind of gives me some inspiration because it means that maybe I can kind of do my own thing and you know do what I want but yeah there you go That's a conversation for another day. Um, Anyway, that was a lot. Um, I've also been playing One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Warriors... It's real good, guys. I, I almost found that game, Lucas. I think it's my favorite I was close. game. And what's really cool is, you know, the One Piece anime, whatever, manga, whatever you want to call it, has been around for, like, 20 years. And it's supposed to go on for, like, another 10 or 15. Like, it's a long series. Thousands of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, um... So there's a lot of plot to cover, and no one game is going to be able to do it. But what's really cool about this game is it covers kind of all of the major arcs that 3 didn't cover. So if you have three, and you have four, and you kind of play them, like, you know, you jump into three, then back to four, then back to three, then back to four, you can kind of get a complete, like, you know, storyline for this series, which is really cool for me, because I never dove that deep into it. I watched, like, the first 60 episodes, and I was like, I'll wiki the rest, like, I don't have 3,000 hours to spend watching this show, and I'm not being hyperbolic, but, um, yeah, no, it's real good, like, the... The animated cutscenes just look like 3D versions like of the show, like everything's really beautiful, everything's just as like heartfelt and moving and emotional as the show is, which I really appreciate because I think that's the show's strong point. The gameplay is top notch. Um, for the first time in a Warriors game, I don't think I've encountered a character that I don't enjoy playing as. Even the characters that I didn't enjoy playing as in the last game I think handle fantastically in this game. Like, I just unlocked Buggy the Clown, whose whole thing is that he can, like, detach parts of his body. And, like, I can literally have my arms swinging swords on one side of the map and run over to the other side and start kicking people. Like, it's just, oh, it's fun. So, this is this is going to be my Warriors game for a while. And they have a completion for everything. Like, there's how many soundtracks have you unlocked? Oh, how God. Many things... And what's really cool is Steve. Here we go again. Steve, I can... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> One thing that I think is really interesting that I like about this one, Steve, it's obviously not going to be as long as Hyrule Warriors, I don't think, because Hyrule Warriors was ridiculously long. But um, this game forgoes leveling up. So you don't have to level up all of your characters. Instead, you get three skill trees, one that affects everyone, then two that are unique to your character. And by increasing attack and defense and stamina and stuff, you're increasing that character. But it kind of makes it so that you can unlock a new character and not have to like pour money and grinding into sure. getting that character maxed out. Oh, as you can play that as would them. have been
0: so nice in Warriors, because the nice. yeah, Hyper Warriors, because I did ha- I poured so much money into them to get them all up to level one hundred. And yeah. once you have them all up to level 100, you're fine to do pretty much any mission.
3: But it's kind of a pain. You know, there were characters I never used, like Ariel. Or not Ariel, what Marin, Because, <laughs> Marin. you know, I wanted to use her, but I didn't want to spend, like, 10 hours grinding to get her up to a stat where I do it. And then I'd you have the place. garbage
0: characters like Agatha, where you have to do their stuff to unlock Agatha their stuff. Agatha was but a but huge fan. Yeah. And there's oh. none
3: of there's there's none of that. This game doesn't go that deep into it. They do have something called a treasure log, which looks to have about ninety extra missions outside of the story, which looks to be about five or six chapters, each about five or six stories within the chapter. Um, obviously, the story wouldn't do much for you because you're just going to be watching like bits from an anime that you didn't right. ever see. But um, it does a good job of kind of explaining the plot. I was, loosely I was gonna say, so I don't kind of... have to watch the anime to
0: understand the game.
3: Okay. No, no, just go into it and enjoy it, you know, and take it for what it is. It, and I, it explains I everything well remember it being well
0: relatively but... inexpensive for what's contained.
3: I, I think so. I or think, I think it's it was a only price... 40 bucks, or maybe I think 60? it's. I think it's full price right now, but, you know, Bandai's always doing sales. They have one going on now. This game isn't one of them, but if you wait a little while, it will I was go on saying, sale eventually. I think the last time
0: I so. saw it, it was 20 bucks, and I'm, I almost bought it.
3: Yeah, it's a a really good game. So I recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun. I've got 30 characters unlocked right now. I know there's at least 36 because one of the characters' unlock requirements is to get 35 other characters unlocked.
0: I I do have to ask, is it rated T? Because I can't really play anything that's rated higher than T at the tent sale. It
3: is... It is rated T. Okay. Um, there are a few characters that look a little risque, but you have a choice as to whether or not to dress well, as those characters, and, so you should be fine. And that's It is fine. an it's anime rated. game. So, well, yeah, but yeah. it's
0: rated T, so I'm not gonna like have there's to worry no, about covering my screen when someone walks in there's, no, there's, no there's, yeah, there's no, there's no blood. There's, there's no blood.
3: There's no gore. There's no naked bodies. There are some bikinis, but other than yeah. that, you'll be fine. Nobody so. minds a bikini. So. Yeah. But no, I, I think it's a great game, so I'm really looking forward to kind of churning through it because I'm having a great time. But I've I've gushed about that and I've I've preached about other games for long enough. So let's go play a game. And that's Eugene's cue to take. Us a break. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I
1: guess that's me. <laughs> and, and
2: music's very very fitting for the segue.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's time to uh, take a little bit of a break here, and we'll be back on the other side with a mini game. If you really love Nintendo, you need to join the hidden feed. Every time you give us five dollars a month, you gain access to every single episode, Pikas, and otherwise. All right, we're back. It's Pika time for some Nintendo tunes. Um, I'm not hosting Nintendo tunes this week, which feels weird. I, it seems like seems like I'm usually the one that does that. So, Justin, why don't you play some tracks for us and tell us what Nintendo tunes is
2: all about? All right, so it's been a while since we've done Nintendo tunes. Um, first of all, are, am I echoey on your end, or am I good?
3: Sound good to us. Sound good. Perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, so in Nintendo tunes, we will—or well, I will—play some music from a game that has appeared on a Nintendo system, mm-hmm. and these fine gentlemen have to guess what it is using both the music and the clues that I will drip-feed them. So, without further ado, let us get started. Let's. Let me know if it's too loud or quiet. Oh, uh, this is Resident Evil 2? It is not.
3: Resident Evil 3? It is not. Resident Evil 1? It is
2: not. Resident is Evil it a 4? Resident Evil game? It is not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang <laughs>
3: it. Breath of the Wild.
2: No. I hear a piano.
3: All right, so... let's all listen to it for a moment. <laughs> but I want to guess. <laughs> are we only I... doing the one track, by the way? Oh, uh, we're only doing the one
2: The one, one game. Okay. So...
3: okay
1: cool.
0: <sighs> uh, what I... has Justin been
3: playing? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what is Justin? It's not Doom. I would know Doom. Is this game available to play on the Switch? Yes. Yes. Thank you. a <laughs> Is this game do Final Fantasy 7? No. Final Fantasy Thirteen? No. No. Final You're Fantasy game again? Those are the only two on this. Final oh, Fantasy
2: Ten. Amazon.
1: No. I, I assume this is not a Final Fantasy
2: game. No. <laughs> Trials um, of Mana. Um, no. <laughs>
3: I don't is know if this the music
2: game... is too loud for you, but it's drowning you guys out. It's just, no, no, it's Because I know it can just us. keep saying no and, and it'll be is accurate. Is this
3: game an RPG?
2: No. Yes. Alright, I'm going to oh. switch the track now. Steven was wrong.
1: Oh, I'm okay. going to switch the track. Is this track. game available for physical purchase on the Switch? Ooh, that's.
2: I'm, I am almost positive yes, but. Double charge. This music is intense though. I'll tell you what. Is
3: this a first party Nintendo game? No, it is not. Couldn't
1: hear
2: anything. think it was a no. Uh, yes, it has been released physically. And no, not first party Nintendo? No, not first party Nintendo. Okay,
3: so I was gonna guess Fire Emblem,
2: but. Oops. Hmm, turn this down on my side and turn it up on yours. That would probably help me out. How about,
1: um, could we get the publisher or developer? How about
2: genre? Sure. Sure. Uh, which one would you like? Genre. 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 Okay, genre. Is this Cadence of Hyrule? No, uh, it is not. The genre is, this is what I would call it as well, action-adventure.
3: Boy, that tune sounded very Zelda.
0: Well, I know it's You're not Cadence, it's not Link's Awakening. It's also not first-party Nintendo.
3: That's right. Okay,
0: that changed Ah, Oh, that sounds so much like Final Fantasy X, like the opening cutscene.
3: But we already know it's not an RPG, I so... know,
0: and not a Final Fantasy.
1: So... Hmm. This is tripping me up. Yeah, could I get could I get
2: publisher here? Alright, well we've gone we've gone long enough. I think I can give away some more information here. Publisher is FDG Entertainment.
3: That does not help me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to put my switch over the middle of my screen so I can not see our zoom comments because some of our producers are guessing tracks. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Damn I'm it, just producers. gonna
3: minimize
0: the zoom. Um, is this isn't Ori in the Blind Forest, is it?
2: It is not.
3: That's probably in the right ballpark, though.
2: Child of um, Light. And uh, our producers uh, thus far are wrong. So, <laughs> okay. Is it Child of Light? It is not.
3: That Child of Light was Ubisoft. It's one of it's one oh, yeah. of those it's one of those indie games, though.
2: All right, so. It's
3: one of them there, indie games. <laughs> um, Hollow Knight.
2: This, yeah, this would probably be considered... Actually, um, FDG Entertainment is known for publishing um, indie games on a larger scale. So, Hollow,
3: Knight. Uh, oh, uh, Hollow
2: Knight. No. Okay, thank you, uh, this. this game is not... Oh, I was guessing for me. This game oh, is not no, so I had guessed exclusive. that right before you. No, I know, I heard oh, you, exactly. but I was going to steal it. <laughs> this is not Blossom Tale.
3: I don't.
0: I feel like oh, I don't know oh, enough oh, Indians oh. to get this. What's that other one? Oceanhorn. Yeah, Horn. that one.
2: Is it Oceanhorn? It is Oceanhorn. Oh, yes.
1: come on! Thank don't you, don't give whoever said "charted seas." Bring your own, 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 own fireworks. <laughs> Bring your own fireworks, Steve.
2: <laughs> it was it was the uh, the Zelda influence that. That's really? why well, it sounded like well that, Zelda.
3: That second track that you played had like riffs directly lifted from Zelda music. There was this like a uh,
2: game is pretty much directly wok- lifted. Yeah, really.
3: There's like, there like this there's like this whole part that was like da 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 Breath of the, the, da- the, the Wild first. And I was like, Oh
0: man, this needs I heard piano, it sounded Zelda y, and I'm like, that's Breath of the Wild,
2: but it's I have I have I have play I have this game, I have played this game, I have not played a crapped ton of this game, but one of my friends on Twitter was playing it, and it reminded me of it, and since the game I wanted to use wasn't available, um, I I ran with Oceanhorn, but um, it is a good game. If you can catch it on sale, pick it up because it hits all the right classic 2D Zelda notes. The only weird thing about it is it's isometric instead of, like, straight top-down, so you get some weird, like, angles on it but yeah good game
1: awesome well all right well thank you justin for our Tunes break um we're gonna dive right into the question block i actually have the question open so i'm just gonna go ahead and read slacker monkey's question oh sure question. so i'm
2: fine oh, i'm getting, getting a break wow we're just <laughs> i got to do producers
3: i'm good so slacker. Oh, no, everybody Monkey seems asks, to have a real problem with you doing this. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah, Jeez. Damn.
1: I'll just take a freaking <laughs> siesta and I'll be out of here. Uh, no. Slacker True. Monkey asks, um, how do you feel about video games that have a heavy emphasis on cinematics and cutscenes such as Modern Square Enix games and Metal Gear series types? Does it enhance the game for you? Do you hate it? Does it Excuse me. Does it not affect your enjoyment in the slightest?" And then Colt chimes in. 10 bucks, Justin mentions Red Dead 2. <laughs> well, now he can't
0: have his 10 bucks, because now Justin either is going to say it, so Cole can have his 10 bucks, or he's not going to say it,
3: so he can't.
2: I mean, you can't talk <laughs> about a game that's heavy on cinematics without mentioning Red Dead, or Grand Theft Auto, or... Oh, you, you absolutely
3: know. can, if you if the conversation is about Metal Gear Solid, because that's the grand oh, path God, of Oh, God. That is, that is like, oh, here, yeah. here is that an is, entire
2: That is, season. like, 80% Here is an scene. entire season of a television television show with about an hour's worth of gameplay mixed in. Oh no, and yeah. radio drama. So my drama. first about introduction to Metal drama. Gear, <laughs>
1: uh, aside from the NES game, my first introduction to that game was uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 on the PS3. Oh god. And I had to sit for like, l- like seriously, I think the, in cut the cut beginning of, of the game, it's like a, yeah, in the beginning of the very ga- front of the game, it's like, am I gonna get to like play anything <laughs> here? No, I'm just gonna be watching a movie this whole time, I guess. Yeah. Like, no, like,
2: get out of here. Yeah, uh, Hideo I'm... Kojima's a little nuts. Like his What what gets me about the Metal Gear games is the gameplay aspect of those games is always, like, perfect. And they're fun, and they're engaging, and and there's always, like, original ideas and everything. But you don't get to play the game very much. You just sit there and watch, like, or listen mm-hmm. to, you know, if it's a Kodak conversation, like, 90% of the game, it's like like it and i said this about i said this about red dead and and other rockstar games but like they really just need to to produce a television series or something if they want to get this much cinematic storytelling out
3: (laughs) yeah so i'm very mixed on this one um because there are games like red dead where i think it is totally acceptable to be cinematic Um, if, honestly, it really comes down to personal preference for me as to whether or not I enjoy the story that I'm, I'm witnessing, you know? Like, if, if I'm enthralled and I love watching these characters, you know, interact and go through these things together, then I can watch, like, a a good, like, three hours of cutscenes in, like, a 20-hour game. Sure. that doesn't bother me at all. Um... Then there are games, usually games where I'm a little more tepid, and I don't really want to totally dive in. Where I really hate the cutscenes, and a lot of times for me that's like your Final Fantasies. Like you know, um, you'll you'll be starting off Final Fantasy XIII, for example, when I when I tried to get through that one, and it's like for every you know moment of gameplay there was an an equal amount of moments of sitting around and watching my characters speak to each other that's how i feel playing final fantasy
2: 9 like i fell off that game for months because i'm like all right i'm tired of reading a video game i'd like to play something
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm very mixed, because I do believe that video games are first and foremost a storytelling medium, which is something that I think a lot of people will disagree with me on. Like uh, For a lot of people, I think it's about the gameplay, and I think the gameplay is crucial, and I think the gameplay plays a lot into the storytelling, but I think without a good story, whatever creative medium you're, you're creating is going to fall flat, um, you know, because it's it's just cheaper and less important I, that's that's again personal
2: i thinking, think but that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be story but there needs to be something motivating you to do the next thing whether it's story whether it's a shiny thing that you get like like there has to be some reason that you are going from point a to flagpole otherwise you're not going to do it
3: <laughs> yeah and i actually kind of disagree on that because i think that I think my definition of storytelling might be a little bit more loose, but I would say that like a game like Banjo Kazooie, for example, which is very object-to-object based, is still a very story-heavy game. Not in the, the the narrative, but in the world that it paints and the environments that you explore and the characters that you meet that sure. create this overall feeling that you're in a world and you're experiencing. Breath of the, world. the Wild. Whereas a game not a lot of yeah, story
2: a- narratively, but there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of discovery. Like I am in a place.
3: You could debate that, I might not agree with you, but but then you have a game like Monster Hunter, for example, which is a game I really like, but story-wise completely falls flat, because a game like Monster Hunter is a game about addiction. It is about getting into the game and playing the game and playing the game over and over and over and over until you've churned every little bit out of it. Sure. Hyrule Warriors, another mm-hmm. game that Steve and I both really like. But the hook for it is addiction. It's that you want to unlock everything and you want to complete everything. Um, and I think that that addictive type of gameplay is less valuable. That's just personal personal stance on like the value of the game that you're, you're creating. Um, so, again, if, if done right, I think storytelling, like, big, long cutscenes is fantastic. If done poorly, then I think you've got a pile of hot steam and garbage on your hands. <laughs> and honestly, that's probably one of the reasons I've never dove into the Metal Gear games, because as interesting as they are to me, I don't think I have the patience to sit around and watch that many cutscenes. Yeah, you know? that's it's, sure. it's a lot. And,
2: and this so, is where that delicate balance comes in. Like, the two things have to complement each other. Like, one of the reasons Red Dead clicks so well with me is the story drives the gameplay and the gameplay drives the story. Then there's such Mm -hmm. a, the balance is there. Like, yes, there is that here comes my $5 word ludonarrative dissonance occasionally where, you know, the character is supposed to be doing something, but you have the freedom to do something completely opposite of it. But, Mm -hmm. um, because the missions, Lead you down a story that take you on this emotional journey with the character. um, You know, it's it it does not all games can strike that balance and like yeah.
3: and the entire time you're exploring, again, you're exploring this world that has been thought out, that has a lot of detail to it, where you're meeting these side characters that have their own lives and personalities. So you're constantly engrossed because you're experiencing something. You're not just right. there to play a game. You're there to ingest what these creators have. And react to Funny
1: how us. we've come so far um, in this conversation just in, what, like 10 From 15 years. Scenes? Yeah, because I, oh, okay. I... No, well, just because I remember back back in like the PlayStation era, I remember the biggest thing or one of the biggest things amongst many that like, you know, PlayStation owners would hold over Nintendo owners is, "Oh, look, we can have cinematic cutscenes now and you can't because you know, the CD versus the cartridge medium." And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like because that was no a cinematic- big deal back in the day. There
2: were no cinematic cutscenes in Perfect Dark or, you know, Star Fox or any of those things. <laughs> but, you know, yeah.
3: But, but, you know, again, that never really mattered to me because, like I said, storytelling is about more than just the cutscenes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. to me, a game like Ocarina of Time that doesn't have a lot of narrative still has a lot of story. Yeah, you know? I, and, I would
1: agree with that 100%, because, yeah. like, that's yeah. what I would always argue. It's like, cool, well, I can't watch this stupid cutscene with bad voice actors
3: from Resident Evil 1, but, like, Zelda guys, and that, so. and that very much makes us Nintendo fanboys. You know? well, yeah, I'm, I'm totally. sure, I'm sure there were a lot of kids growing up who were very, you know, like cutscenes are every, you know, and that's that's okay. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. So plan. for me,
0: uh, for me, it's a little bit different. What draw? What uh, for me, it depends on what is the game advertising. You're not necessarily going to a Final Fantasy game. For an amazing RPG, even though a lot of them are, you're really yeah. going to, okay, what story are they going to tell me this time? So you yeah. generally expect those to be very cutscene heavy, very story-inted. It is a novel, you know. Sure. You're going to learn the <laughs> lore. Um, yeah, there's Pac-Man. <laughs> well, and on the flip side, then you've got new Super Mario Brothers, or even Mario Maker for that matter. You're not mm-hmm. going there to experience a story. You're going there to play levels with your friends or build levels. If there's going to be a story, give me a thirty-second cutscene of Bowser stealing Peach again, and let's get on with it. That's we preferably don't need anything more. Preferably
3: make it preferably make it skippable because I will no doubt right. be playing this game over and over with yeah. my friends in college, right. and I will hate watching that cutscene mm-hmm. every five minutes. So it depends
0: on the game, and even like Minecraft dungeons, uh, you know, because I do have to talk Minecraft for a second because <laughs> I haven't done that yet ever in a long time. <laughs> I'm not going to that game for story. I'm going to be playing that game online or hopefully with my wife sitting in front of the TV. We're not going to be interested in the wizard who stole the diamond brick. I really don't care. I'm just going to be there to explore dungeons and kill some stuff.
3: what do you want to bet? That's
0: the plot. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the opening cutscene. They put it out as the trailer. Um, it is something ridiculously <laughs> stupid like that. One
2: game that I was actually going to bring up earlier, coincidentally, when Lucas you know talked about us being Nintendo fanboys, um, is Uncharted, which is a game that probably none of us "quote unquote" grew up with, but is a really mm-hmm. good example of how cinematics and good gameplay can can complement because the uncharted games at least the first two you know the ones that i played were basically like let's take indiana jones and put him in modern time and and it worked mm-hmm. like the they were well acted they were well animated um and then you get to these parts of the game where it's a cutscene but you're interacting with it, but it's not like interactive movie, like Night Trap style, you know, or, you know, quick time events. But, you know, like, like the line is being blurred. And I think Mass Effect. Yeah. That whole series.
3: Kind of yeah. Thing.
2: Like, like the line is being blurred with in overall increasing success like there's always the the failures the games that just lean too heavily on one thing or the other um Mm -hmm. i remember years ago oh god it's probably about 10 years ago or more i actually wrote on my blog about how um metal gear solid ruined video games and not in that metal gear solid was a bad game but in that its reliance on cinematic cutscenes started this trend especially in the early 2000s of v- video games being basically interactive movies where the movies themselves were not interactive and and how it like was starting to take over to the point where mm-hmm. you know like the they were two separate things like you had a video game and you had a movie and somebody just kind of slammed them together and I think and I think that's how we got QuickTime events yeah <laughs> yeah QuickTime events or you got video games where the story had absolutely nothing to do with the game you were playing um, but now I think they're doing a, a much better job of like I said blurring the lines between the two things so that the story does not detract from the interactivity of it
1: mm-hmm so I guess to put an end cap on this one, at least for me, the there's nothing like I, I could really care less about X or not, but there's nothing that's gonna take me out of it, it worse than bad act bad voice acting. Like my <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Breath of the Wild voice acting. I, I love that game so much. But that's some bad voice acting guys like I'm sorry but like I turned that to Japanese as soon as I freaking could like <laughs> Well that's um.
3: the that's the funny thing that's the funny thing about putting it in a foreign language right because you don't you don't pick up on all of the weird yeah. inflections and like mm-hmm. you, you just go in, yeah I did the same thing as soon as I got the game it was Japanese and it made it so much better because instead of watching like you know, cringy English voice actors. I was listening to competent Japanese voice actors. Or cringy
2: American, opinion. like, Midwestern American voice actors doing English Trying accents. Trying to do an English <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reasons? I mean, Hyrule yeah. isn't really England anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. no, you're,
3: absol- you're absolutely right about that. It's like one of the things with... Going back and playing Resident Evil 4, I'm sorry, guys, this is just our show tonight. <laughs> going back and playing Resident Evil 4... Jeez. Um, Last year, like I did, I used to remember that game as like this is a good game, you know, like
2: wow, it
3: changed Resident Evil, and it is still a really good game. But now when I play mm-hmm. it, the story to me is so B movie. Oh god! You know, god, there's these, yeah. there's these, there's these lines that are just like, sorry, bro, and it's just like, <laughs> oh man, this is bad. I mean, Resident like, Evil has like always watching, been
2: pretty, like, um, like tongue in cheek. Yeah. You almost you were turned almost into a Joe sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, there we go. Um,
3: yeah, no. So, so it. like, yeah, and either, we lost the, Eugene. <laughs> he is dead. The wrong, the wrong voice acting, the wrong cutscene. You know, it'll it'll wreck a game, dude. Like, it's bad. Now you know? this yeah. is or, pod or racing. On the, on the opposite end of the spectrum. When a game that has no business taking itself seriously takes itself way too seriously, and, like and Sonic unironically, like, oh, sure. oh yeah. my
2: god, dude! If like somewhere, if they're taking themselves for, so seriously that it's that it's intentionally funny, then you know.
3: For all of their faults, one of the things that Sega learned and then forgot during, like, the Wii era was that they could no longer pull off doing, like, these hyper-serious Sonic games with right. world-ending consequences. So they started doing, like, Sonic Colors and Sonic Lost World and making it, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. And it was so much more refreshing. Even though I'm a big fan of, like, the adventure stuff, but I think that era is behind them. And then they kind of tried to get serious again with um, Sonic. Forces? What was forces yeah and it was not <laughs> like it's just it's like it's like watching like a 10 year old play with action figures you know? <laughs> it's like if you're if you're gonna do serious you have to know how to do serious mm-hmm. and I think you can have a serious plot with Power Rangers or Sonic the Hedgehog or Mario. But you have to be able to do it. You can't just say it's serious because I say it is, and his name's going to be infinite because he's right. infinite. Which is where Let's the Lego
2: games is. succeed because even when they're doing, yeah. even when they're doing a serious franchise, um, Star Wars. Yeah, they they have they throw the comedy sure. in there because there's no way you can take these little minifigures, you know, uh, sure. in a rubbery animation Marvel, seriously. Right?
3: I mean, that was an area where I think generally people would say Marvel triumphed over DC, you know, whereas DC stuck mm-hmm. to that really gritty Batman formula that worked well for the that Batman movie. Marvel <laughs> went in the opposite direction and made it very tongue-in-cheek to the point where sometimes it feels like nothing has stakes because even when you're fighting Thanos, they're calling him, like, Grimace, and it's like, okay, I guess I'm just supposed to laugh. <laughs> but I think generally audiences responded better to that than, like, the, you know, Aquaman's a tough guy, and he smokes, and he drinks beer, years and like you
2: know so Mm -hmm. i like both takes but that's getting way off topic um (laughs) sure yeah i
1: think that uh um we answered your question slacker monkey maybe so you're (laughs) welcome in 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 our own (laughs)
2: infendo sort of way (laughs) yeah
1: exactly so all right well that um is a nice end cap for the episode i would say so thank you everybody who listened to us here live here tonight. Um, Thank you for everybody who downloaded the episode and listened to us on your various podcast catcher. We love you as well. Uh, We are going to get out of here right now, though. So, why don't we tell the people where they can find us? Steve, where can the people find you when you're not on the show?
0: Discord. All the time. It's the only place I exist anymore. Um, Go to the Infendo.com community page. Join the Infendo Discord. Join my Discord. Catch me on Twitter at gentus one Catch me recording Hyper Voice with Lucas immediately following the recording of this episode. Um, yeah, Hyper Voice podcast. Wait, Spreaker.com slash Hyper Voice podcast and at Hyper Voice PKMN.
1: Dang, I got, got plugs. that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Justin, where can the people find you and your cat? <laughs> so you can you can find me underneath my cat right about now. Um <laughs> y- uh, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um you can go to utilidork.com and someday I'll finish that blog that I've been working on. Um and uh yeah, that's uh that's about all there is to it.
1: All right. Um Lucas, where can the people find you and your mighty fine looking
3: hat, I must say you, my friend. I broke it back out. It's been so long. Um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is LucasPeace. I think the URL for that is literally youtube.com slash c slash LucasPeace. So go check that out. Um, I, I've actually been kind of wanting to post, kind of, like, I I feel like I was really articulate tonight, and I actually said what I wanted to say, which is something I don't always do on the show. (laughs) And I've kind of been wanting to do some of that in, like, video form, so maybe we'll give that a try. I don't know. It's harder doing it by yourself than it is with a group of people. Um, I'm also working on my game. I'm not really streaming it anymore because I'm trying to just push through and finish it. I made a lot of progress on that last week. Um, I'd like to have it pretty much done at least in terms of designing it in the next few months so I'm really going to kind of be hunkering down and working on that most nights I think but um if I do ever post updates there you can find that at chromaticue.com a little outdated I've actually decided to kind of cut some characters to trim some fat and make the game easier to work on and focus on so um not everything on there is going to be necessarily relative anymore but still probably go check that out because that would help me um, and that's really about it. I have a Twitter. I usually don't post anything important there. I'm also on Discord. I usually don't even jump in there and check it, so,
0: yeah. Except for the stock market. You check that semi-regularly.
3: I did, but again, now that I'm starting to look into New Leaf, I'm not really that invested <laughs> in the stock market anymore, so who knows where the winds will take this child, but anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, you can find this child on infendo.com, kind of like Steve. That's probably going to be your main hub to find everything that Eugene is doing. Um, If you go there, make sure that you, you know, follow all of us, join our Twitters, go and um, join our Discords, all that fun stuff. And if you're really feeling up to it, go in and donate to our Patreon. Um, We forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but we're actually gonna be donating our entire um, Patreon donation for the month over to some COVID-19 research. So um, if you're interested in doing that, either go donate some money yourself, because I feel like that's important, or contribute to our Patreon. And that's it, everybody. So I think it's time to get out of here. Make sure you get out there and vote in your primaries um, safely, of course, hopefully with a mail-in ballot if you still have time to do that, but uh, yep, local elections are coming up and of course the national elections are coming soon, so make sure you guys are geared up for that. Get out and vote! My headset died!
2: Stay inside! Why? Because we like you.
0: Are you a member of our Discord yet? You should be, because that's where you ask your questions for the question block segment now. Get there through Infendo.com.
2: You should know this. I suppose I should probably grab my keyboard and mouse so that I'm not clicking and banging all over the, the ooh, table. Ooh. You want clicky? If I you want clicky.
3: banging all over the table, go talk to your mom last Saturday. <laughs> but Buzz- <laughs> zabinga.